Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Last Minute Continue cast, or the LMC cast, for the month of April 2020, here on your listening devices, wherever you're listening to this, anywhere in the world, whether it be on iTunes, hell, even maybe Radio Sega, if you're listening to this in the future. But um, for myself, I am John Torpa Finley, of course, again, flying solo, as usual. It's like, I think this is going to be a bi-monthly thing, apparently. Um, yeah, so, I'm just going to talk about what I've been doing this past month, because frankly, I think everyone's been doing the same as I have, and it's just staying indoors and being in self-isolation from the outside world, because we're still in this predicament of the pandemic that is plaguing the world as we know it, and uh, of course, the best thing is to be safe, stay indoors. You know, just follow the guidelines of what's been outlined and whatnot. And uh, don't do stupid stuff that has been said uh, or covered in the media by one man of power that uh, made a very stupid remark, uh, thinking that he was going to be funny with that, where obviously, yeah, he wasn't funny at all. He was just very, yeah. It's like, you can't be funny in a situation like this. You can't be going around cracking jokes. And if you know, if you're having some weird way of understanding what i'm talking about i uh, don't think too much about it because i don't think it requires any kind of like um you know feedback on it again or even just commenting on ever again i feel it's uh we don't need any more of our brain cells to be killed off so easily but anyway enough about that let's get to what we've been or what i have been watching this month uh, past month for the month of april 2020 so, what I have been watching, I've been watching a lot of uh, Netflix recently, yeah. Um, I mean, granted, that's the only thing we can all do, really, but I, particularly, have been watching a few series that have been popping, popping up, pop, pop, pop. Yeah, just like uh, the spikes in this uh, audio file, as I see them. <laughs> but, um, no, the uh, things I've been mainly seeing, I have actually gone out of my way to watching the first season of uh, Sonic Boom that's up on Netflix. Yeah, that's been hanging on there for a while. And granted, I've never been really a big fan of uh, the series. And I still am. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Um, the, like, I'm, I won't go into too, too much detail because we've got uh, the uncutting crew to kind of like go into a uh, more in-depth episode by episode kind of like, uh, you know, review on it. So if you want to, you know, get to... Other last minute continue members uh, opinions on it and thoughts and whatnot. Go watch that series. Watch the Uncutting Crew because it's a much better analysis of the series overall and will be more favorable to the series than I will. Mainly because it's like some of the kind of like storylines and whatnot that are featured in the show. I've seen in other media. I I've seen it done before, and uh, and the problem with me sometimes is that I can call. Yeah, I'm not going to call them out for it. It's, it's pointless. Um, but also, I still haven't received my royalties for Scottish Knuckles. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I, I have been watching some, some newer stuff that has been up on Netflix. Uh, I have been um, watching a lot of the WWE stuff that actually hit on there uh, recently. And boy, oh, it's a... Oh, this is some righteous stuff. So what they have up there right now that's related to WWE are a, a sitcom series as such uh, featuring one of their WWE superstars. And another one is a film that is, uh, I don't know what to say. It's your typical, like, oh my God. I'm trying to think of uh, like other kind of like sports-based uh, show uh, like movies, which has either a very well talented kid or animal in it, and yeah, this movie, uh, this movie is definitely up there. But let's start with the show first. The the one featuring the WWE superstar, being that of the Big Show show. Yeah, the Big Show show. Yeah, it it just doesn't really fit well. It's like it's the Big Show show. Okay, what's it about? It's about the big show. 
and it's on a show. Uh, you get the kind of like stupid stupidness to it. Um, yeah, the Big Show show. It's it's your typical run of the mill kind of like um, like uh, family sitcom kind of like series. It's not that. Um, it, it it has funny bits at points. It's got some inside jokes that wrestling, you know, wrestling marks would understand and whatnot. It has other cameos of other WWE superstars like Mick Foley and uh, Rikishi and uh, Mark Henry. Uh, and ironically enough, another guest star that I had no idea would actually be a part of, Jaleel White. Yeah, Urkel himself. Also, um... My childhood of Sonic the Hedgehog in the Deke Animation Sonic series, uh, or, or the Deke Animated Trilogy, as I'll uh, kind of like put it, because he's been uh, also, uh, he was in Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, the Sonic the Hedgehog Sat AM, and uh, uh, Sonic Underground. So, yeah. Um, just having him interact with him. And there was a specific line. Now, it's not the same spelling. But when I hear like Jaleel White uh, saying that Turbo is a very cool name, or so, uh, somewhere in the midst of that, because there's this uh, there's this uh, character in this show that's got that's trying to date uh, one of Big Show's daughters and whatnot, because she he has like three daughters, yeah, three daughters, and Big Show is talking to Jaleel White's character and. Kind of like talking about, well, who's this kid? What's the what's this kid's name? It's like something Turbo, and tur- Turbo is not like uh like spelt like my name, but it's spelt in the same. It, but it's pronounced the same way. It's just I think it has an e at the end, so the e is silent. Wrap your head around that. But uh, first, I've ever heard of uh, that spelling of the word. But um, just hearing Jalio White complimenting the word uh, the name turbo is like that it's like is this real like my childhood you know the the sonic the hedgehog of my childhood has come around and said that in this day and age i guess like i i should be clipping that um you know uh like uh scene and just like just playing it on loop you know i think that's the only good thing about this show um it's uh but everything else everything else you have fleeting kind of like it's trying to be so many other things at once as well like it tries to do cutaway gags uh as well uh a la like family guy and stuff like that although you know it's uh it, it can just fall on the fall on the wayside um and like it it ends kind of like uh on the on the kind of a cliche, uh, cliche trope, where um, uh, coming to the tail end of the series, Big Show gets the taste of going back to the ring, uh, because in this show he's supposed to be retired, but then he has a taste of going back to the ring, so he go- does it and whatnot. And Julia White's character is trying to, in- you know, encourage him, you know, for his comeback and stuff like that. But then at the very end, uh, he's like, uh. No, I've got my family. I want to take care of them because I don't want to be on the road and whatnot. And that's that's a common thing that happens with wrestlers is that when wrestlers have families at home and they're away for over 300 days of the year, um, it uh, can be quite taxing on families and stuff like that. But uh, nevertheless, it's like this show, it's it's all over the place. I mean, it's cheesy to a certain, it, it you know, it's. It's one of those so bad it's good to watch some uh, kind of like shows essentially. So it's worth to kind of like if you're if you're just interested to see what the big show can do in terms of a comedy role that isn't knucklehead, then uh, by all means give it a shot because uh, it gives him a little bit more dignity in in this show than knuckle knucklehead did. But uh, uh, who knows? It's like uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's. It's I've heard some people just not liking it whatsoever, and I can understand that because it has no redeemable kind of like uh, kind of like entertainment value uh, to the general audience. I think it's like even even wrestling fans will have a difficulty trying to uh, you know uh, enjoy this. But with myself being a wrestling fan, and I've seen Jaleel White in a couple of episodes, and I find find some solace here and there. 
it's slightly more it gets a couple of more points from me for just the 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 irony and the stars aligning kind of like to it all (laughs) it's it's crazy but uh but that's one thing that was on netflix the other thing that uh, was uh, up on there was that off uh, the WWE Studios movie that uh, they put up on Netflix called The Main Event. And oh my god. How do I have to say it? Okay. Like I said, if you've seen any of those kind of like uh, movies where there's a kid who somehow's, somehow has a super ability in a certain field of sports or kind of like knowledge or something like that and tries to you know use that ability and whatnot in a in a either competition or tournament situation where there's cash prize to be won but then obviously um when he tries to balance that life of being the you know what was it the uh kind of kind of like uh uptight i wouldn't say uptight um uh, arrogant uh kind of like uh you know superstar as such uh where they take all the glory uh, you know they're, they're basking in the glory and allness of his abilities and whatnot and he's pl- plagiarizing to the fans of the sport that he's in and whatnot and then he gets uh, out by his you know his friends are totally you know like uh dismayed by his attitude and stuff like that uh, and then he had, and then in the third act he has to go and say okay I'm sorry and it's like it's the it's the so it's the most tropiest thing you can ever have in a movie like this. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, and hell, there's even been a dog, uh, like dog movie that uh, revolves around wrestling, and of course this movie simply called the main event. It's about wrestling, simple as, and it uses WWE as the backdrop for it all. Um, where this kid uh, finds this luchador's mask in a, you know, in a house that was up for auction and whatnot, and the mask is set. Uh, it's a it's a magic mask where whoever puts it on has the infinite wisdom and knowledge and speed and power. Of a luchador wrestler. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, it's just ridiculous. And we've had something like this before. <laughs> or, although, granted, it wasn't a magical mask, but it's like, you know, a highly well-performed uh, kind of like uh, dog in the wor- in the way of Russellmania, uh, where I've seen reviews of it, and it's pretty much the same kind of like deal except this time around it's a kid who's gone into a tr- uh, into a NXT uh, kind of like uh funded kind of like g- it's like old school NXT like the old, the the game show style NXT but in a but it is like a, a wrestling tournament uh, well actually it starts off with the kind of like the tropish NXT stuff that was back in the day where like you had to carry a barrel around the ring in, in the fastest time and stuff like that, um, and various other stupid stuff like that, uh, and then it goes into the wrestling tournament kind of like section for it, and you've got char- some of the characters that they have they have WWE superstars portraying these characters and whatnot. They're not playing as themselves. There's a couple who play themselves, like The Miz and Sheamus and uh, Kofi Kingston. Although Kofi Kingston just comes up in the last in the last third essentially he he doesn't make a major appearance and i can bet you i can bet you that when this movie was probably being produced in some way or fashion kofi kingston was probably world champion at the time and they were hoping to bank on his name as uh, as the selling point for this movie they're probably saying come watch main event well you see the i Starring The Miz and World Wrestling World Wrestling Entertainment Champ World Heavyweight Champion Kofi Kingston, and it would be so out of date by then. I'm sure that would be the case. I'm sure that would have been the case because we've had that before with other movie projects that uh, WWE or um, in association with WWE Studios have done in the past to try to make a quick buck. 
So with uh, the movie itself, it's just, it's terrible. It is absolutely atrocious. It is really bad. Uh, you've got, uh, like I said, you got su- superstars who play it themselves, but you've also got WWE and NXT superstars who are playing as other characters. Like Otis from Heavy Machinery. He's playing as someone else completely, and wouldn't you know it, he's playing as this stinky slob of a wrestler who, who you know, um, flash, uh, ha- has flashlights and whatnot as an offense in some way or form. Oh my god, it's just so, so dumb. I'm glad he's had a better run in, in uh, with the Mandy storyline uh, they had for like the last months going into WrestleMania and he had his WrestleMania moment as a feel good moment and whatnot. Yeah. You know, smashing the kind of like stereotype that was uh, for, for a character of, uh, for someone like himself. Um, and then you had Keith Lee as uh, I, I forgotten his character name, but he's basically this, uh, this singing kind of like, uh, you know, like he's obviously, he's basically Keith Lee because he's got like talent and whatnot. Uh, but, it's it's not Keith Lee, it's this other character. He's this, you know, very shitty character. And my god, if they actually had that as his NXT kind of like uh, persona and whatnot, I think a lot of us would have been just like, our mouths hit would hit the floor if this was the case. Luckily enough, it's only re- relegated in this movie and hopefully no kid who watches this will go, why is this guy called this? He was called like this in this movie that I saw. It's ridiculous. And again, the same for Otis. Um, I think uh, there was also a WWE, uh, a woman's wrestler in there as well. I think it was Zia Lee. I can't mind. Um, it was one of the, uh, I think it was an NXT woman's wrestler. Uh, so I can't, I can't mind exactly. I think... I'm just going on. A, I think I think it was Zaylee. I think it was, but um, but nevertheless, uh, it's it's your typical fair where the kid has the luchador mask. He's a super, and it it also changes his voice as well. It's like it's like it's like it's so ridiculous. It's like it's like mask. Not only does it give you superpowers it uh, also gives you so much wrestling knowledge it can make you do backflips and stuff like that to the top turnbuckle and stuff like that uh but also it changes your voice as well and makes it totally unrecognizable and everyone and of course when he goes into this uh, nxt uh you know talent uh, you know this contest that nxt is running i don't know why nxt would ever run run a competition like this in the real world because it wouldn't be really realistic in any way shape or form in this day and age if it was like um eight years ago or something like that yeah it would be more plausible because that's what nxt was back in the day uh but in this day and age with that kind of like (laughs) malarkey no absolutely not it's ridiculous but i other than that it's like yeah, would I recommend it? Absolutely not. It's like, absolutely not. It is so tropey whatsoever. It's not worth watching. It's poorly written. It's poorly done. And the WWE Superstars could, you know, like, if you didn't have the WWE Superstar uh, kind of like backing to it and WWE backing this uh, movie, uh, like, it it would be absolutely pain. It would be just in the same, it would be at the same level as uh, Russell mania uh, and all those other kind of like wrestling films that try to be this underdog story with, with Russell, Russell mania. That was an, a true underdog story. While this, this time it's like, uh, it's a kid, you know, with the underdogs and it's not really an underdog story because the kid has a magic mat mask that allows him to beat everyone up. Even, Super, like massive dudes that are like t- four times the size as him. It's ridiculous. <sighs> anyway, but that's what I've what I've been watching on uh, Netflix this month. But uh, more importantly, what have I been playing this month? Well, I've been playing uh, this month a lot actually. Uh, there's been quite a bit of games that came out this month. Granted, I can't play them all, 
But uh, there are some that were bleeding in from last month into this month that I finally got a chance. Now, of course, uh, one um, one title that was with my copy of Doom Eternal uh, from last month was a copy of Doom 64. Now, I've actually gone ahead and played Doom 64 now, and uh, I can definitely say it's... Hmm. It's a lot different to other Dooms in, in the series. And it's a lot more... I wouldn't say puzzle-heavy, but it's more... It's tricky with its traps. I'll definitely say that much. In several levels, in a, in a few of the levels, it is a case of, like, you have to be on the ball when it comes to, you know, taking on, like, hitting switches and stuff like that. Because there was a number of um, levels where... You know, you go into it. You go into a room. You're trapped in the room, and then enemies appear, and you take care of the enemies. But then something else happens in the the room that you're in, like the fall, the fall, eh, the fall, the floor falls, and you're stuck in a pit, and you have no way of getting out. You're screwed. So yeah, you always have to save often uh, to it. And in this, in the port that they used for the PS4, Xbox One, and uh, Switch, there's a there's no a way of um uh doing kind of like a re- uh, like a rewind feature because we've had that in other games like uh i know what was it uh duke nukem 3d uh both i think both the original xbox live arcade version and playstation version and i think the tw- was it 25th or 30th anniversary or no it was 20th anniversary it's like the world tour kind of like edition that came out on ps4 uh and i think it came out on xbox one as well um but um yeah there's no rewind feature for doom 64 this time around it's like uh, it's just save states or well well just saves as as it would but like the original n64 it actually has passwords as well which are still active and you can use passwords to get to certain points in the game and there was a point in the game where i obviously there there's now, the game doesn't tell you to do this, but there's actually uh, uh, three artifacts in three levels that you would have to go and find to uh, then uh, use at the end of the game. And it's it's kind of disheartening that the game doesn't tell you to do this. Uh, but, uh, you know, but with passwords, you can easily just, you know, do the things and whatnot. And that's what I ended up doing uh for my playthroughs like i got to the end of the game and uh the game was like the game just fully indated with you with uh ridiculous stuff and uh you would get to a point where you have to take out all these you know enemies beforehand and then afterwards um you have to take out the uh the mother demon or whatever and after the onslaught of what you had to deal with with all the other demons that were in that room um yeah it's a bit uh dickish for the for the rest of the fight to take on the the other demon and whatnot um it's it's hard to say it's like i didn't hate it i just thought that it's basically if you thought doom 3 wasn't a doom game then you probably will say the same thing about doom 64 however doom 64 is closer to a doom game than 3 was um but it's still not saying much because there is a lot more a lot more kind of like unfair stuff to it uh probably not in the same line as what final doom is all about because there's no final doom uh which effectively you know is consisted of like uh, fan-made mod maps strung together as a uh, as a as an official release and it's probably not in the same way but it has elements as such but uh, other than that um it was all right to play through and i got 100 of the trophies there's no platinum for the ps4 version of doom 64 so it was just a case of uh, getting all the trophies for it and uh, be done with it and with the passwords and whatnot i think it was a fairly easy one to do so wouldn't say any anything bad about that but uh another game that i finally finally got a chance to play after it took so long for my version of to be 
made available to me and actually given to me uh, after I paid for almost half of the value for it. The value of it. Um, nice little reference there. Uh, being that of uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake, or, or or just simply Resident Evil 3, because as we know, the original was called Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, whilst the, uh, this new version is simply just called Resident Evil 3. So we'll just call it that. Uh, Resident Evil 3, uh, it came out at the start of the month. However, I didn't get it for about two weeks later because of uh, the current predicament that we're all in, because I pre-ordered mine at a... Uh, general location uh, you know an actual brick and mortar store as such and uh, yeah I put down a hundred pounds I put down a hundred bones for it and I was guaranteed to get my copy no matter what and it was just a simple case of the store owners uh, um, or this, you know to find a way of you know uh, transferring that order to another system so they can send me out that copy that I pre-ordered which is of course is the collector's edition of Resident Evil 3 and it has the Jill Valentine statuette and the music tra- uh, soundtrack and stuff like that a lot of cool extras and whatnot granted it's slightly more than what I paid for with the Resident Evil 2 collector's edition that's uh, there and mm, it you didn't get as much as before. Now, granted, you did get a CD soundtrack, but because the game is... Uh, because Resident Evil 3 is also holstering Resident Evil Resistance, which I've played a beta of for, and think it sucks, um, <laughs> uh, it you kind of feel a little cheated out if you're only going to be playing Resident Evil 3 and not both Resident Evil 3 and Resistance. So, ah, well, you know, that's just me. But for the whole thing, what is my overall opinion on Resident Evil 3? Well, I did do a Platinum Pursuit run uh, on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash TurboDrive Live, so you can get to, you know some idea of what I did uh, during that one. Uh, and I did like pretty much one run on every single difficulty. So I did a Collector's run on Assisted, a, uh, then uh, afterwards I did another uh, but also at that same time I also did a run where I had to uh, not use uh, one uh, more than one healing item uh, in the game uh, then I did my second run on standard where I basically went through the game uh, well I went through that one uh, as fast as possible because the first one was enjoying the story and then getting all the collectibles uh, and not healing uh, more than once um the second time was going through the game as fast as i can without using the item box because you know i kind of like know what uh was in the you know different uh places and whatnot where i needed to go with you know items and stuff like that uh then my third one was on the hardcore try to beat that as fast as possible and but before i did that off screen i did a, a little bit of grinding where i grinded out the amount of kills and whatnot for all the various weapons because once you beat the game the first time around you get a, a record list uh well actually there's always a record list at the start but the record list uh, converts uh, has like points awarded to you which you could use in a special item shop where you can buy certain kind of like upgrades stuff like that like extra pouch- pouches for the higher difficulties um uh what was it um uh, coins which uh, have uh, the ability to al- allow you to recover health, uh, have additional damage, or have additional defense. Um, there, and of course, the most uh, notable things that are on there are the uh, weapons, the extra weapons that you can obtain that have uh, infinite ammo to them. Like, for example, the rocket launcher, which is the only thing that people would care about, myself included. And uh, so I just basically did a couple of reruns through some of my saves on the previous two difficulties uh, and just uh, repeatedly, you know, grinded out the kills uh, with uh, those playthroughs and whatnot and just keep going and going and going. And uh, with, what was it, the uh, one with enough points from all the weapon kills and stuff like that, I bought myself the unlimited rocket launcher. Uh, the holy rocket launcher that is always, uh, you know, the 
the the beacon of hope in the Resident Evil series. Um, it uh, helped uh, get get uh, help my play through going uh, going forward. You had uh, the hardcore run, which was basically uh, hardcore is the highest difficult default difficulty from the start. Um, but unlike the originals, uh, like a uh, Resident Evil Two remakes hardcore version, it only just increases the um, damage output from uh, enemies and uh the what was it uh reduce the uh kind of like re- uh, number of resources and such so obviously crafting uh ammo and stuff like that would result in less ammo ammunition and whatnot but if you got an r- infinite rocket launcher you don't have to worry about that stuff um then after you beat hardcore which i do believe i got my uh, got an s rank for hardcore i believe i believe on my first run with that rocket launcher and whatnot um it was just a case of like uh taking on the next two uh modes which were um nightmare where in nightmare they change the the kind of a position of enemies enemies hit harder as well just like in hardcore and uh yeah certain specific locations of certain items are scattered elsewhere in in the game and uh after you beat that one you unlock the last difficulty which is called inferno and inferno ha- is obviously the hardest difficulty in the game uh it can be very challenging if you are are going in there for the first time with none of the extra items that you can buy from the item sh- uh, store um it's um it is very very challenging for any newcomers and stuff like that and yeah I only died, uh, like, I think I only died once in Hardcore, I believe. Once in Nightmare. And that was at the very end of the game. Um, where I got kind of bodied by uh, the final boss's kind of, like, attacks. And I died, like, multiple times on Inferno both at the start of the game and at the end of the game because <laughs> uh, at the start of the game you're not you're not given any of your extra items and whatnot you uh, you have to uh, retrieve them from the item box and at the start of the game you're at a set piece uh, at the start where you uh, have to deal with the current problems and yeah uh, you know you're going through the situation of like uh, the city being un- uh, under the the influence of the T virus and stuff like that and um yeah, it's like uh, you are vulnerable in that opening segment until you get uh, are rescued rescued by Carlos, uh, where he takes you to the train station, and then you get to f- go to use your first item box, and all of your extra items that you bought are in there. But after that, even after that, I had a couple of moments where I got bodied by Nemesis a couple of times, like he. You know, if you don't, because in this game you have a dodge feature, of course, uh, like in the original game, but it is much easier to pull off in this game than you did in the original. Uh, but even then, if you don't have the timing right, you're pretty much going to be bodied. And that was the, the case when it came to the final boss, because in the final boss, if you get hit by one of Nemes- uh, one of the kind of like final boss kind of like hits, it goes into a combo. So basically, and and when you have the extra like coins that you can buy from the item store, uh, it get you know even with those, if it, if Nemesis gets you in a combo where it hits you for the first attack, that's it. It's game over because you cannot recover fast enough to dodge the next one, uh, or even go into your inventory to use like a healing item and whatnot to take back uh, to heal up quicker than what your coins can do yeah it's like it's good to have those kind of thing but of course uh, i don't know why i said good uh, <laughs> but even though i had that kind of like issue with uh, the ended boss on those higher difficulties and whatnot it was still manageable and lo and behold within a week i was able to get my platinum after about like four or five sessions uh with the game and uh yeah i'll definitely say it's not as 
engaging as the original because I feel as though the original had more stuff to it. But because this game is also tied to Resistance, they're making it out to say that Resistance is added to the package and whatnot. But because I'm not, I wasn't getting Resident Evil 3 for Resistance, I was getting Resident Evil 3 for Resident Evil 3, it means that I've effectively wasted my money a little bit. Just a little bit. I think I could have not got the the collection edition now in hindsight if i knew that the game was going to be like this and how it's how the content for the game was going to be like this even though having multiple difficulties is a nice incentive for replayability it's just not enough and the other things that they had were like for like unlockable kind of like i uh, unlockable kind of like costumes and stuff like that you only get like if you didn't get the pre-order bonus for Resident Evil 3, you only get one extra uh, costume to wear, which is Jill's original outfit from the original Resident Evil game. And that's it. That's all you get uh, in terms of like extra stuff, cosmetic stuff for the character. Whereas in the Resident Evil 2 remake, oh my god, there was like so many costumes to choose from in that game. And even more as free DLC, um, uh, through, you know, through later releases, like they had, like the classic ninety, I think it was, I think they called it the classic ninety eight, um, model. I'm think, and it is a real, it, you know, it was like all blocking stuff like that, stuff like that, and I would have liked that to have been an option for uh, as an extra costume. Maybe they might be one down the line. Who knows. Maybe they might have extra costumes available for Resident Evil 3 as paid DLC maybe this time around because Capcom being a bit cheeky with uh, its, uh, you know, forcing people to pay up for extra stuff um, and whatnot. I mean, hell, they're doing it for Resistance. They've got like a microtransaction system for Resistance and ho, 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 Capcom, you cheeky buggers. Uh, so, <laughs> so... Can I recommend Resident Evil 3? Yes, by lower price point. I feel as though that it doesn't justify the full price point that it uh, requires. If you, are, if you are not into re- uh, resistance at all, it's not worth the full price. Because no matter what, Resident Evil 3 is tied with Resident Evil uh, resistance. Uh, but the best thing about it is that you don't have to play Resident Evil Resistance to enjoy Resident Evil 3 because it's actually when it when you put the disc in, it actually gives you the choice of downloading or installing which version of the game, which game you want to uh, install. So you can either choose Resident Evil 3 or Resident Evil Resistance, or you can do both. I obviously chose Resident Evil 3. Enough said. Can't really say anything more on that. Um, but uh, other than that, it's like. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't justify the full price um, point for Resident Evil 3 uh, with Resistance. Uh, if they had released Resident Evil 3 separately and Resident Evil Resistance separately, yeah, you'll have you'll have a lot more people buying Resident Evil 3 more than Resistance. But because Capcom wanted to have more, you know, people buying the game and then buying Resistance and whatnot. They bundled them together and just put it as a full price game. So you're getting, you know, for 25 quid Resident Evil 3 and 25 quid Resistance. Doesn't really say that to me. I, I it's, it's like, you know, when I when I see the game and whatnot, I feel as though that the, that Resident Evil 3 should be the more expensive out of the two. It shouldn't be an equal thing. And yeah, it's like because everyone was more focused on Resident Evil 3. Than it is than they were resistance, and even though resistance is slowly getting kind of like some notoriety for like you know friends playing it and whatnot, it's it's almost like Dead by Daylight in uh, essence, but it's not Dead by Daylight. It's it's just more off, and with uh, something like Dead by Daylight, like that is a lot more interactive and whatnot, fun, shall we say, with um, how they incorporate the. 1v4 kind of like mechanic 
where the 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 one is on the field all the time, whilst the one in Resident Evil Resistance is in a control room and they're controlling all these extra things and whatnot, the zombies and dogs, uh, zombie dogs, and and then special infected if you go and you have and it's based on a card system where you know if you got the points to play them, then you can use them and stuff like that. And that's just over overcomplicated. And even the 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 objectives for the survivors as well can be a very a bit convoluted and confusing as well and yeah and it's like based on a three round system i i wish it was just a simple one act you know simple uh you know one round system not 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 a multi-round thing well not but that's me yeah that's it just doesn't play to my my tastes essentially and granted my tastes i am more of a single player guy than i am a multiplayer guy I would only play multiplayer games if they were fun and I was playing them with my friends. But because I'm playing on the PS4, not many of my friends are playing PS4 nowadays. They're usually playing PC. I'm not going to be playing that. I'm not going to be playing Resident Evil Resistance anytime soon. So, yeah, what you got to do? And the only other thing that I can talk about for games that I've played is that of a one of my games that was part of my 100 uh, bucket, bucket game list. Uh, or 100 games bucket list or whatever it's called uh, the poster that uh, if you watch me on turbo drive live uh on twitch uh, twitch.tv forward slash turbo drive live because cheap plug um i have a list there that has all these games that are part of a bucket list that i should play sometime in my life and uh, i actually got around to playing one of those games via the nintendo online uh i think it's nes um library and that being Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. And yeah, I remember why I'm not a big fan of the NES era. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, this is your typical NES game where, or even just a typical retro game, where you play through the game on its standard difficulty. The game that starts, you know, that is highlighted straight out of the bat. You play the game, you beat it. Now, granted, I kind of like, cheesed it a little bit by using save states and and uh using the suspend um point system where obviously i can travel back a few few seconds to a point where i was in a better advantage and whatnot and try to work you know do, work it out a bit better than whatnot and i use that and whatnot and it's fair because in double dragon 2 the revenge you're only given two lives uh, or three lives for the entirety of the game <laughs> And you can only get through that. Uh, you can't earn any extra lives in single player and whatnot. No matter how many points you accumulate or whatever, there is no way of gaining extra lives in the game. I've tried. I've tried to see if there was extra lives available. I couldn't find any. It's ridiculous. But I got to the end on the stand on the middle difficulty. You know, I thought standard difficulty. It was what was highlighted in the start when I start booted up the game. Started and got to the very end, defeated my doppelganger because apparently uh, at in Double Dragon Two, you at the end of it, you'd face your doppelganger and uh, you know you beat them. You beat them, and it, and it's one of those NES games where they say, "Yay, you've beaten the game," but do it again on the hardest difficulty. And I'm like, "What? Really? Yeah, you're gonna be like that. You're gonna be." Like that, I get like I've had this before with uh other RP uh, with other retro games where uh the game has multiple difficulties. You play it on the easiest mode. Oh, you play it on the easiest mode, but you don't get the true ending. But if you play it on the you know the default difficulty, then uh you'll get the full ending and whatnot. But then it will encourage you to try something harder. And then if you do that for that one, you, it encourages you. For, uh, the most notable one that I can say that did that was uh, Capcom's uh, Rocket Knight Adventures. Sorry, past me. I want to correct you on that. It's actually Konami's Rocket Knight Adventures, not Capcom's. Sorry about that, guys. Where in that one, it gives you the higher diff like uh, it gives you an easy mode and a standard mode or normal mode, and then. If you play easy mode, you don't get the final level, um, which is understandable. You're playing on easy. Then on normal mode, you you beat the game. You get the the final boss fight. Uh, I say final boss fight, but it's 
a bit different. It's difficult to explain. But you get the final stage, and uh, it then encar- after the credits roll, it encourages you, uh, saying, "Hey, here's a new difficulty mode. Beat that. See if you can beat that." And I was like, "Okay, try that." Then it goes, "Okay, you're beating that. Try this difficulty mode," and it keeps on going and whatnot. And I and it's like that's the only drawback with me and uh games of that era of like the retro era where it encourages you to play on its hardest difficulty to get the true ending and stuff like that um it 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 just slightly annoys me and that was the case with double dragon because double dragon yes it is a very fun uh brawler game i mean granted it's a be- it's one of the trendsetters of beat em up games uh, for for the the era as such because obviously i i was brought up with uh, with um streets of rage uh on the mega drive more so than anything else streets of rage golden axe uh those kind of like games uh and those granted it they didn't uh, well they did have the moment where if you're playing on the easiest difficulty yes you would get uh uh, a mode saying or a message saying oh you have to beat the game on uh you know the next level up you know at least normal um to get the 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 better ending or like the true ending whatever but even but and in those games like especially like Streets of rage and whatnot like you can be on any difficulty and you'll get uh you'll get the the normal ending no matter what you know it'll, you'll just get the ending but when you have a game, even when you play a game on normal difficulty in um, in a game like Siege Rage and whatnot, it doesn't go around and turns around and say, hey, we're not going to give you the real ending unless you beat it on the hardest difficulty. And that's what really annoyed me with Double Dragon 2. Uh, for them to just turn around and just say, hey, you, yeah, you, beat, you beat the game, but we're not going to allow you to see the proper ending. Until you beat it on the hardest one, on the hardest saying. Yeah, I'm not gonna be, I'm not uh, happy with that kind of like mentality from game designers to try to encourage um, longevity in their games. Look, a game can last forever if it's fun. And a game like Double Dragon, where it's quite ball bustingly difficult at points, where, uh, and you have no way of get earning extra lives uh, throughout the game. That's not fun. That's a bit dickish. A bit dickish. But uh, regardless, would I recommend it? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's like, uh, no. Uh, I couldn't recommend this. It's it's obviously a game of its time where it, back in the day, those kind of like games just, uh, they just... You know, we're trying to encourage people to uh, not rent those games and actually take them home and uh, master them and whatnot and try to actually legitimately buy them yeah, and making them hard as possible. Uh, they were never rental games. And th- that was that was the case a lot back in the day. It's like they did want you to rent games uh, out. They wanted you to, uh, you know, buy them straight out. But hey, you know, it's like... Uh, it's it's what it was back in the day. It was that uh, it was the style at the time, and yeah, that's all that's been happening with myself this past uh, month. Uh, there might be other things that uh, I might had in mind to talk about, but uh, frankly, uh, I've lost um, focus on what I've uh, with um, what I've been uh, what I've been watching and playing overall uh because uh i mean i've been playing all the typical stuff i you know on my stream which you can go watch on the twitch channel that i mentioned before um but uh really because of this uh pandemic and whatnot every day seems to be bleeding into itself so um it's it can be very um shall, shall we say disorienting shall we say so but I think the best thing to do is obviously try not to think about it. Try not to think about being cooped up in indoors all the time. Just try to be um, active as possible. Like obviously me doing these uh, 
podcasts uh, and whatnot for the last minute continue. That's something to try to keep my mind off of things. Playing games is trying to keep uh, keep minds off of things and whatnot uh, and uh, various other things. Uh, like I said in the last month one, I did have a plan for another show for the podcast feed for last minute continue. It's in I'm it, it's in some sort of stages, so you know hopefully I can get it off the ground next month. Uh, who knows? But uh, just keep your ears out for the you know on the podcast feeds for last minute continue, which you can find them on like uh, last uh, on the Apple. Uh, Apple Podcasts or the uh, Spotify Podcasts or um, or even here uh, or even on Radio Sega. Who knows? But uh, regardless, uh, I think we'll just uh, call it a day for this month's last minute cast or last minute continue cast. So thanks very much for listening uh, to this. Of course, if you want to know what I've been doing or see what I tweet out and whatnot, you can follow me at TurboXLR on Twitter. It's also my same, it's the same at tag on uh, Instagram as well. So you can also check out some photos and pictures and God knows what else. Um, also, like I said before, you can follow my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash TurboDrive live for when I stream. I normally stream every day, except uh, except for days when Kevin streams uh, on Last Minute Continue, which is uh, twitch.tv forward slash Last Minute Continue. And he normally streams every Tuesday and Sunday. But with uh, current uh, situations and whatnot, he could have days off. So if he's having a day off, I might pop on and uh, do a stream myself. But uh, but no, uh, it's a uh, little thing, little things. And next month is looking to be quite uh, uh, jam-packed with a lot of uh, new games and whatnot. So if you're like me talking about, you know, li- liking me talking about all the new games and stuff like that, uh, or some some of the new games that are coming out, and whatnot. Just keep an ear out for next month's uh, last minute cast. But anyway, uh, I've been John Turbo Finley. This has been the last minute continue cast for the month of April 2020. Be sure to keep yourself safe during this prime time of uh, the year where, you know, the current pandemic that is uh, affecting all of us. Uh, just uh, stay indoors. Stay, stay home. If you do need to go outside only do it for the essentials uh and don't forget to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds uh, when washing them uh, before you before you leave the house and even after you come back home as well if you're doing that but uh simple thing is to just say stay safe and uh you know uh look after each other and whatnot talk to your friends online try to you know just you know try to do as much as you can without actually be uh, being there for the, them. I think is that's the best we can do for each other. Anyway, I think that's enough. Have yourselves a great month ahead of you. I'll uh, see you next time. I've been John Topa Finley for the Last Minute Continue cast of April 2020. See you next time. Bye-bye.